I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Que el jueves nos dijiste, lo, se ha cumplido perfecto. Pero la primera pregunta es, ¿qué dijiste en el descanso? ¿Qué tocaste para que cambiara el equipo, saliera como salió en la segunda parte? No, Vengo hablando de, de, de la creencia y, la, y qué importante es la creencia para un equipo. es Y le dije que estamos ahí, estamos creando muchas oportunidades. Y le dije, y, y la verdad, si, si hacemos un gol, vamos a hacer tres. Y cuando salieron y, y creamos tantos chances, yo creo que se dieron cuenta que es pos eh, eh, posibilidad. Y yo creo que el primer gol, ahora, yo creo que el primer gol nos sacó toda la, la ansiedad del grupo y empezamos a jugar flojo. Y los cuatro de, adel de adelante, yo creo que era el mejor partido defensivamente que nos ayudó a recuperar el balón rápido y tal vez eh, jugaron un partidazo con, con el balón y creamos muchas oportunidades. Así fue el, el primer partido que jugamos de, del primer minuto hasta los 90. Y también me gustó cómo manejamos el, el fin de partido, porque, claro, tenés tres y quieres encontrar el cuarto. Pero la disciplina que tuvimos para cerrar el partido fue, fue muy lindo. The question was, um, what did you say to the group at the break to bring out a different side to them? I keep talking about believing. I said, we are, we are there. We are creating ch chances. And if we make one goal, we'll be able to make three. And when we came back and created chances, it, the team realized it was possible for the first goal to happen. Once the first goal went in, it released all of the anxiety of the group and relaxed, relaxed the group. Everyone up front helped us tremendously defensively, and they played an amazing game that created lots of opportunities. It's the first game where I felt we played from minute one to minute 90, and the discipline showed, showed bad. Estaba claro entonces, Pablo, que, tu, que el peor enemigo del, del equipo era la ansiedad. Más que Charlotte, en este partido era la ansiedad, ¿no? Sí, no, yo creo que los últimos partidos estamos jugando contra nosotros. Y cuando no tenés fe, no confías en el compañero, no confías en vos mismo, eh, el fútbol se hace muy difícil. Pero yo creo que tenemos un equipo que pueden hacer goles, pueden crear oportunidades, pero si no hay creencia, eh, no meter el gol. Y tuvimos varias antes del primer gol, pero cuando metimos el primer gol, el resto es, como dice, historia, ¿no? 
the question was, was it the anxiety that was the team's worst enemy? Yes, I believe so. We needed to trust in each other. If we don't trust and the team doesn't trust in each other or themselves, we won't get there. We have to believe in ourselves. Um, if we if we don't score goals, if we don't, we won't be able to score goals. And when we made the first one, that kind of released the anxiety from the team. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to touch on, I think, that, that same idea that all, of us, all uh, that you've been harping on all season, I think that's on all of our minds, is that goals change games, right? Is this kind of one of the best, uh, I guess, examples of that, that theory being true, I guess? It, it, it absolutely is. You know, I think goals um, not only change the scoreboard, but it changes momentum. It changes the belief system. Um, it, it, it brings belief into what you're doing, what your teammate's doing. Um, and that it's working. And, it, and I think in, in the previous games, it hasn't been from a lack of creating opportunities. It's been from a lack of finishing them. And so it's really nice to see uh, Anderson and, and Sava and, and Pablo uh, break the account open here at home and, 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 and really, you know, push the team forward. But, but again, I think it's, it's very interesting because it was also our best defensive performance, I feel like. And, and I felt like we controlled, controlled, large portions of the game, really from the guys up front doing a really good job defending um, the midfielders and the guys in the back line. And I thought Zach had an exceptional game as well. Um, and so uh, I think there's a, there's a reason why the saying goes that, you know, offense wins games and defense wins championships. And, and I think that's a, I think today's performance was a good foundation to really build on. And then what went into, into the, the decision to start Jasper in the midfield tonight? Uh, Jasper is one of those players, um, and, and obviously I'm not on the field, but um, that none of his teammates like to play against. And if that's the case for your teammates, that's also the case for your opponents. Um, he did a fantastic job breaking up a ton of plays. And, and, and I think uh, those individual moments where you're tackling in the middle of the field and you win the ball, again, another momentum builder. And uh, I, I just felt like, you know, he's been sharp, um, and I think he's growing into it. He's He's – He's really playing with a lot of confidence and and, and really uh, a catalyst to the engine engine room in the middle of midfield. Hey, Pablo. Um, no Dami tonight. Can you shed any additional light on why he was not, not with the team? Yeah. Uh, Dami um, uh, hurt his uh, adductor yesterday in training. Um, they, they, we had done a – a small group session at, at the end of Thursday's training where, where those guys were uh, really getting in front of goal and trying to get as many reps as we could. Um, and uh, then yesterday he had a couple balls and, and he felt some tightness in his adductor. Um, and this morning when he woke up, he came in and had the docs check at it. And it was, uh, it was, it was to the point where it's not going to be a long-term thing. Um, but he felt, and, and our trainers felt that it was best to kind of, not put him in a position to where it can aggravate it more. Gotcha. Um, there was a lot of players that stepped up tonight. Uh, I think if uh, Andres Gomez getting a handful of assists, um, who in your eyes stepped up the most and was the biggest impact in this game? I mean, I think you look all over the field and you can make a case for every single player. And I think that's when a good performance uh, is validated. Uh, you know, again, I, you start with Zach, you can start with the back guys in the back line. Uh, you can start with anyone in midfield. And, and anyone up top, I, I think they all had standout performances. And, you know, there's, there's the old, you know, just do your job. And, and tonight, everyone did their job. Pablo, felicidades por el triunfo. Cuando se gana, a veces podemos obviar algunos errores. 
Pero solamente una pregunta. Anderson Julio, qué bien por él porque metió un gol. Pero si trabajáramos con Anderson Julio para las posiciones adelantadas, porque es uno tal vez de las cosas que él adolece mucho, ¿cómo trabajar con él? Están trabajando porque de los seis posiciones adelantadas casi todas fueran a él, porque si no, podemos aprovechar más. Sí, claro. Yo creo que también, yo creo que es un poco ansiedad. Um, el Anderson viene ganando confianza uh, como, como un jugador titular en los años antes uh, siempre he salido, siempre entraban en los partidos como un suplente y hoy día nos fijamos lo, la data de, 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 de físico y vimos que corrió más, uh, hizo los sprints más que todos y cubrió mu mucha distancia en, en, en alta velocidad. Así yo creo que con tiempo, claro, lo trabajamos en todos los entrenamientos, porque jugamos siempre con uh, línea de, de offside. Pero yo creo que eh, también le pone duda en la defensa, porque es un jugador muy rápido y hay que medir un, mejor. Y yo creo que cuando, cuando está en ritmo, cuando juega un poco más, va a encontrar el, el medir la distancia con la línea. Y, pero para mí lo más importante es que es que nunca paró de correr. O sea, a, a veces te, te toca cinco oportunidades para marcar uno, pero nunca dejó de correr y, y creer que iba a llegar. The question was in regards to Anderson Julio, if they have worked with him in other positions and how we can work with him moving forward. I think it's a little bit of anxiety for him. He's gaining confidence as a starter in previous years. He's been a sub. We talked about the physical aspect of the game and he ran more. He sprinted and covered a lot of ground in high velocities. We took every training session with him, obviously, but he sometimes gets doubtful but when he's in a rhythm he'll play better and for me it's more important that he never stop running sometimes he wouldn't go in but even then he did not stop running two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Dylan on Zoom, we'll hop to you. Hey, Pablo, congratulations um, on the win. Considering, you know, how you guys won this, um, you know, rallying after the, the, the losing streak, could this be um, because of the way you won, like a launching off point, you think, for, for this group to, to, to you know, start getting some positive results going forward? Yeah, I think so. I think you always need a platform to really leap from, you know, and I think today's performance was a solid platform, a solid performance. And, and again, you can tell 
you can tell the guys uh, that they're great players. You can set up a scheme, um, but it's really about, again, I say it all the time, and, and I think, you know, you, you watch sports like golf and, and the guys that believe that they can win um, more times than not end up winning. So I, I think for us, it's, it's really, a, 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 you know, a, a fork in the road where we can really rally around this performance. And, and what I said to the guys after the game is, whilst it was a, a complete performance, uh, we need to keep pushing each other on both sides of the ball. We have to demand more from, our, from ourselves um, because tonight you guys showed your quality. Um, and, and, and again, it's always been there, but it's about bringing it out. And I th- think, like I said earlier, I think tonight's performance is a, is a great foundation to really build from and use as a momentum as, as we move towards the next group of games. Dylan, did you have a follow-up? No, I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, Pablo, yesterday you talked about how you wanted your team to get back down to, you know, your processes. You mentioned, like, people, culture, preparation. How did you see those things reflected in tonight's match? Um, I, I thought we had it in spades, and in particular coming back from a one-goal deficit when we had numerous chances in the first half. It's so easy to let those moments derail you after a string of defeats. Um, and what I saw today was a group of solid characters in, in that locker room that, that stayed the course, uh, that dug deep, um, and that believed. And, and, and again, I think it's uh, winning is a fickle thing, uh, but the processes and the character of the man rarely changes. And so I, I couldn't be more proud of this group. I know you don't always like to talk about just single performances all the time, so I'm going to single out two. Um, going back to Jasper a little bit, what is it about that partnership with him and Pablo that it, it seems like what Jasper was doing really kind of freed up Pablo in a lot of ways tonight? Yeah, no, I think uh, Pablo, again, I think one of his greatest attributes is his ability on the ball uh, to, to find forward passes and switch the point of attack and also link us from the back, and that's something that we've been focusing on with Pablo. And then the other, you know, when you play with a double pivot, the other guy has to have some graft. And, uh, you know, he's uh, Jasper's nails in there. Um, there's not one ball he's not willing to put his, his, his neck on the line for. He goes through tackles. And so that combination of having two guys that can do a lot of the, the work and then Pablo, his ability to switch the point of attack, I think is, you know, they're, they're forming a uh, formidable partnership. Hey, Pablo, thank you for your time. Um, you talk a lot about mentality for this team and um, kind of how the mentality was in the wrong places in prior games. Uh, what was the difference in mentality for this game as opposed to prior games? It's it's hard to say. You know, I think um, I think being at home was huge for us. I think our fans have been waiting for a performance like this. Uh, you know, I think the players have been anxious to to perform for them. Um, again, because the greatest thing for any athlete are the people they're playing in front of. And no different than a theater. Um, you do it for the fans. You do it for the people. Um, and and I think it was just um, being sick and tired of feeling sorry for yourself um, and, and coming into the locker room. And so yesterday, you know, at the end of training, an, an analogy that I like to use um, is start with what that locker room feels like when you win. The music, the people, the vibes, the hugs, the high fives. And then work your way back from the 95th minute to the start of the game. What kind of graft, what kind of mindset do you have to have? 
overcoming all the different obstacles. Um, and, and I think today the guys, you know, I mean, again, I, I think this is why sport is amazing. Um, because it taps into the, the the human character, and when you, and it's and it's and it's easier when it's a one sport, well, a one player sport. It's so dynamic when it's thirty players, and 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 trainers, because oftentimes we talk about just the players, but the coaching staff who have done a fantastic job, uh, the trainers, the equipment managers, the 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 administrators, the PR guys and gals. Um, Everyone puts their life into this, you know, and, and so winning isn't just for the players. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that, that commit their whole lives to this work. Um, and as a collective, we're able to enjoy it. And so that's why I love it. I love to see people with smiles on their face. Oftentimes the pressure just falls on me. Um, but I think I'm, I'm a big boy. Uh, and, and, and in this moment, I just like to thank everyone uh, in the organization for the fantastic work they do to, to, you know, bring the fans to the game, the field, and, and all the work behind the scenes. Thanks, Pablo. And last question for me. Um, in the, the previous game against Columbus, you kind of talked about changing it up and doing different things to try and win games through the rough patch. Um, after the performance today from the team, do you think it's fair to say that you found pretty close to what your starting lineup will be for the foreseeable future? Um, you know, I only go by what I see in training every day. I don't magic things up. I, I, I don't move chess pieces. I, I see the the intensity in training. I see the commitment in training. Um, and I think these guys, like I said, the, the work from the top defensively was was unbelievable. Um, the, the playing out of the back with the guys in the back was fantastic and everything in between. And so um, what you're trying to find, I think, is, is a chemistry and guys, again, there's, there's, there's a lot of players that you can put in there that, that are just as talented and, and work just as hard, but you're always trying to find the chemistry um, and partnerships, whether it's center backs or outside back and winger or two central midfielders or the two guys up front. And you're always looking for the, the understanding that they have amongst one another within the bigger tactical scheme. And uh, tonight they, they displayed that there was a great understanding and a willingness to work extremely hard for the guy next to him. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.